Hello and welcome back to The Daily Royal, a podcast covering the daily events of all the European royal families. Today, we are going to be talking about the very limited number of events for Friday, March 26th of 2021. Welcome to our special Saturday episode. So I talked about this a little bit yesterday, um, but I'm going ahead and recording today as well so we can wrap the... Spanish state visit up with a pretty little bow at the end of the week and not have to wait a few days to talk about it. Um, And as I was reminded this week, or today, it is about a week until Easter, so um, I've kind of come up with a little bit of a new plan. Um, I've looked at everybody's calendar. It seems like things are stopping. Um like Wednesday the 31st and um and most of them are heads of their churches so they will take the time to observe the holy holiday of Easter. Um, And that pretty much starts on, I would say, Good Friday, which is next, which is in a week. Um, But some are going to have extremely light weeks, um, like Norway and Denmark. Um, And some are just going to work up until, like, Wednesday, it seems like, and then take... A longer uh, holiday weekend. So for that, so what I'm going to do is I'm still going to record an episode this Sunday to go up on Monday. That'll have any weekend events if there are any. There actually will be um, for sure in Sweden, which we'll talk about here in just in a minute at the end of the episode. Um, But then in addition to that, we'll talk about 10 of the European royal family, or not European, the 10 monarchies um, in the world that I don't talk about. So what I want that to be is just kind of like some base information um, about the country and the monarchy itself. Um, So I'm going to do 10 of those this Sunday and then probably Thursday... I'll do another 10, and then if I need to, um, on Sunday, I'll do the remaining um, royal families that I don't talk about to kind of fulfill um, Easter, like fill up that time, and um, yeah, sorry, I am extremely tired. Um, That is the other thing I wanted to talk about. We're going to have a really long intro because... Today was really slow um, for most of the royal families, so we're going to have a longer intro, and also, like, I have things I want to say, like what I just did, but also, I know I mentioned, I think in yesterday's episode, that I was scheduled for a COVID vaccine next week because my state, um, I live in Ohio, for those who want to know, Um, that's as much as I'm going to share, I think, I was made it a year without sharing what state I lived in. Um, but Ohio has 
made it so starting next week, everybody above the age of 16 is eligible for a vaccine. So I got mine scheduled for next Thursday. Well, today, um, my mom was getting her second dose of her vaccine and the vaccination center had a few leftover doses um, that they needed to use because um, like once you open, a, once you draw from a vial, um, which holds about six doses, um, you have to either use them or they're wasted. So the vaccination center we were at had extra um, like unclaimed doses. And so because I was there um, and already had an appointment for a week away, they went ahead and um, offered me a vaccine. So I today received my first COVID vaccine. And the process itself, so I want to talk about this a little bit. So everybody's situation is going to be different. Um, getting the injection did not hurt at all. I, however, am experiencing a little bit of side effects. Um, I'm really tired and usually I'm not this tired at eight o'clock, but I'm exhausted and I haven't, I just haven't been feeling good. I am by no means like down and out. I just, I'm going to finish recording and do my uh, administrative stuff for the podcast, and then I'm probably going to go to bed. It'll probably be 9.30 when I go to sleep tonight. Um, I'm just really tired, and I don't know if that is from the vaccine. I would assume it is, um, just because that's the only thing in my routine that was different today was I got an, I got an injection. Um, but, like, overall, nothing is terrible. It's all fine. Um, I don't want to scare anybody away from getting the vaccine. By all means, please, when it is your turn, please get vaccinated so this thing can go away. Um, you know, I'm willing to go through this all over again just so I can be vaccinated and help um, with that immunity. So, um, yeah, I am halfway vaccinated. I, for those who want to know, I got the Pfizer vaccine, uh, which is, I think, available kind of internationally um, for the most part. I think, I'm not really sure. I looked and the EU has it. Um, and then I, of course, live in the States. And yeah, I mean, like I said, it's not terrible by any stretch. It's just um, a little uncomfortable. And by like a little, I mean, honestly, I'm kind of looking forward to just lounging for the rest of the night. Like I don't feel good. My arm does not hurt. I just am, um, just a little off, um, and a little tired, a lot tired. So that's where I'm at. Um, so I'm sorry if this is kind of lagging. I hope to pep up here a little bit as I continue to talk through things. But that is my update. Um, and so now we are going to jump in. Um, we're skipping Belgium because there were no events there. And we are going to the British royal family.
in the UK as I expected. Most of the day was pretty quiet. There was a um, pre-recorded video message that the Prince of Wales sent to the Bangladesh people. Um, so Bangladesh is selling, is selling, celebrating, I'm sorry, um, their golden jubilee or their 50th anniversary of I'm assuming independence from either India or Great Britain. I'm not sure which, um, which is of course a momentous, important thing, um, especially for the Bangladesh people. Um, yeah, so that is what was kind of public facing. Um, and now we are going to look up the court circular. Like I said, we're going to do yesterday um, and then go through to today if I can do this from my phone. There we go. Okay, sorry. I don't usually look up the court circular on my phone. I usually look it up on my iPad. So I couldn't find the search. Um, okay, yesterday was March 25th. Um, so, okay, yesterday the Queen held an audience via telephone with the new British High Commissioner to the Federal Republic of Nigeria. Um, and then at Clarence House we have the events from the Greek foreign visit. I'm seeing if there's anything else. Um, okay. And then at, Kens at Kensington Palace, the Duke of Cambridge, president of the British Academy of Film and Television Arts, or BAFTA, uh, this afternoon held a meeting with the film and television craftspeople via video link. I'm hoping to see some video from that um, either sometime this weekend or next week. Um, and then His Royal Highness later joined Miss um, Anne Eden uh, for the weekly leadership call with NHS leaders in the Southeast. Um, this is like the third one of these he's been on um, where he's just spending time and thanking them for their work. Um, so that is what was going on yesterday. I'm going to see if we have a court circular from today. There we go. Court circular for March 26th. Um, so, okay. Um, it looks like the Duke of Cambridge, so Kensington Palace, there's nothing at Windsor or Clarence House. Um, so the Duke of Cambridge this morning joined um, a weekly call with operational leads in the NHS, um, in NHS, uh, talking about the COVID vaccination program. I'll go back to that because I want to talk a little bit more about my vaccine experience, but in a much different way. Um, and then his Royal Highness later joined, um, on a video call with NHS Scotland chief executives and Scottish government health and social care directors. So a lot of work with the NHS from William over the past couple of days. Okay, back to my COVID vaccine experience. So my personal experience was kind of chaotic because I was a um, like waitlist quote unquote person. Um, so like 
mine was very different. But when my mom went through hers, um, and when I go back for my second one, it'll be much more orderly. But it was really awesome because it was like you checked in, you gave over your information. Um, the vaccines are completely free, um, which is awesome. No cost to the patient. And... Um, so you got checked in and then you went, um, this location was doing both the Moderna and Pfizer vaccines. And so you got in a line depending on which vaccine you were getting. Um, my mom and I both got Pfizer. So we went through the Pfizer line. Um, and then you waited there until the next person who was ready to do an injection was available. And it was just like, very orderly and then they monitor or they don't really monitor but like you kind of have to sit and wait for 15 minutes and if anything goes wrong um then you're with medical professionals so like well I was we were there because my mom got hers um and we waited for like her almost her entire 15 minutes and then we realized that there were extra so that's when I got mine. So we were there for like an hour. Um, and then the entire hour that we were there, like no one had any side effects to my knowledge. Um, it was all like very well organized. They were doing, um, they kept the vaccines kind of very close. It was, it was impressively set up. Um, and for the most part, everybody was like having fun. We were there at the end of the day, but like Everyone was just having a grand old time. It was awesome. So, um, you know, the logistics around a vaccination center are intense. Um, and I think that's what I was, like, most impressed with was how logistically well-organized these things were. So I'm glad William was able to have conversations with, like, operational people because, Seriously, they are kicking butt and taking names and making sure that people are getting vaccinated efficiently. Um, so that's what was going on in the UK. Um, and now we're going to make a brief jaunt to the Danish royal family. Denmark today. There wasn't really an event, but I felt this was important enough to talk about. Um, so today, Crown Prince Frederick, um, there was a video released of him talking about, um, I'm just going to say HCO 2020. I am sure that is not how that O is pronounced. It's the O with the slash through it. Um, that Frederick was a patron for this organization, and it was all about celebrating the 200th anniversary of the discovery of electromagnetism by H.C. Orsted, who is, was a Dane. So it seems like this was just kind of a, like, here's how 2020, um, H.C.O. 2020 went, because um, obviously the celebration was in 2020. Um, so it talked, uh, Frederick talked a lot about um, the events that did happen, but also... 
you know, he said the year didn't go <laughs> the way it was initially planned to, which like, isn't that just the understatement of the year <laughs> for 2020? The year didn't go quite as we had planned. Um, you know, 2020 best year yet, uh, new decade, all of those things. Right. And then it was just like the whole world was just pretty miserable for, um, about a year and now, um, it's starting to feel less miserable, but still pretty, pretty intense. Um, but I just thought that was like the best statement that you can make. Um, and also he did, I mean, he talked about like the events that did happen and how positive they were. Um, so he visited a school in September where they were learning about electromagnetism and also other like really important scientific discoveries. Um, I think he did something before the pandemic, but now I don't remember because that was over a year ago. Um, and it was just a pretty, um, like review video, but it was just odd because there wasn't, I would say there were probably less than half of the events that were supposed to happen actually happened or weren't or like happened as planned, um, even close to because of COVID. So I just wanted to share that little piece of information. Um, I may have the video linked on the website, but I'm not really sure because it's all in Danish. Um, if you understand, I don't know. I never know what to do with this because a lot of their videos don't have closed captioning that you can like even have Google auto translate. So I just, I don't know what I'm going to do about that. Um, we'll see. So that's what was going on in Denmark. And now we are going to go ahead and move on to the Netherlands. we had, um, a, I guess a couple of events. I wasn't going to talk about one, but I will. Um, so today Queen Maxima started her day by attending a private webinar as the UN Secretary General's Special Advocate for Financial Inclusion and Development. Um, so in this webinar, she was giving a speech to a private company focused on financial health. Those are the details that were given. I'm not entirely sure, um, like it was very clear that the company would not be named and that's, I have conflicting feelings about that. Um, I think if it's a private event, it needs to be a completely private event and not shared like this because now it's, it could, and I don't think this is a like horrible situation, but it could lead to questions of transparency, at least like for me it has. Um, because like, was she talking to like Chase Bank or was it more of a startup bank? Like, I, I don't know, I have questions. 
that I don't get the answer to, and that's okay, but um, a very weird transparency issue with it. But, um, you know, I think I think private meetings like this are 100% okay. Like, I don't want to say that. Um, I expect that every royal has private things that they do um, where they use their title and their role, and I understand that, but they keep them private, whereas this was, like, a weird half thing, which just, like, if it's private, it's private, and if it's public, it's public, not a weird in-the-middle thing. I don't like weird in-the-middle gray area things like this, so, but, like, none of that is mine to judge. I mean, personally, yes, but, like, don't follow my opinion, form your own. Um, so that was the first thing. And then also today, a video was released from More Music in the Classroom, which is an organization that Maxima is heavily involved in. I'm not sure if the Dutch royal family does, like, patronages, but if they did, like, this would be a patronage. Um, and it's all about incorporating music into education. Shocker, right? Um, however, it was all a celebration for, um, Queen Maxima's upcoming 50th birthday. So she turns 50 on May 17th of this year. Um, and they marketed it to be like 50 days of music, um, However, Maxima's birthday is 52 days away, so I'm not sure what happened there. Because okay, I did the math. I was like, oh, maybe her birthday is 50 days away. Um, but it, it's not. It's 52, which is close. And it's a Friday, so maybe that's why it was released today and not on Sunday. Like, okay, all of that's fine. Um, but it was really, really cute. It was, like, two adults... Um, and they had a cargo bike, um, which is like a bike with a, a basket type thing on the front that you can carry things in. Um, if I ever get to move to Europe, I'm getting one and putting my dog in the cargo hold because she can't walk very far. Like she doesn't enjoy walking very far, but she would love a good bike ride. Um, so there was one of those and it had like this really big thing on the top, um, and then they were joined by a couple of kids. Uh, they rode their bikes, supposedly, to Hoistenbosch, which is the residence uh, and probably office for King Willem Alexander and Queen Maxima. And um, Maxima, like, someone went up and, like, knocked on the door, like a normal situation. Um, Maxima came to the door and walked down the steps, and they presented her with a giant cake. Um... And then I think in non-COVID world, they <laughs> would have lit the candle on the cake um, and had her, like, you know, <laughs> traditionally blow it out. That's one thing. I wonder if that's going to exist after COVID. Like, now that we've lived through COVID, like, I never want to blow out a candle on a cake ever again. Um, just no. Uh, I obviously, like, am almost 30. I don't do that a lot anyway, but... <laughs> Like, no, no candles and blowing candles out. Just no. So the alternative was Maxima stuck 
a single candle into the cake, which I also don't like as an alternative, but whatever. Um, and so it was a really cute video. There was a little kid and I try not to, I'm not judging. Honestly, he was so cute, but he had a mullet, like a legit mullet. And it was, he just brightened my day. Every time I saw him, I just like felt instantly better. Um, which is kind of mean, but like, you do you kid. Like if that's the haircut you want, go for it. Um, so it was awesome, but that is what was going on in the Netherlands. I'm looking at the time. I'm really rambly tonight. Um, so anyway, we are just going to move right on now to the Norwegian royal family. <laughs> going on publicly today. However, um, King Harald released a, excuse me, a video greeting to the Norwegian people, wishing them a happy and peaceful Easter celebration. So I don't know that this is something that is normal. However, it happened in 2020 as well. Um, King Harald and bo both King Harald and Queen Sonia sent like a Easter message together, um, talking about the hardships of the pandemic and like, you know, the joke, it's not a joke, but like, hopefully soon we'll all be together. And so Easter, I think was like mid April last year. And here we are late March and it's definitely still not over. Um, and so King Harald again just sent the video message where he, he is one of the best empathizers out there. He is very in tune with like what the people are feeling, how it's going. Like this pandemic is wearing everyone down and he just like, he said, look, I know, I know we're tired, but like. I'm here to give you some reassurance, um, brighter days are ahead, like the whole thing. Um, things that we have heard that aren't, I don't find brighter days are ahead super comforting anymore. Um, I find like brighter actions comforting. So today, um, I've talked about this. I'm a DoorDash driver in the daytime and a podcaster at night. And today during my lunch shift, I deliver to doctor's offices all the time. Um, I didn't in the first, in the very first parts of the pandemic, but I do now. Um, and there was one doctor's office in like a taller building and they were on the third floor and you could never go up to the third floor. They had like some people, um, doing temperature checks and stuff on the bottom floor. And if you were bringing food, you just left the food there. Well, today that table wasn't there so I just took myself upstairs and it was the weirdest thing 
I was like so happy that I could use an elevator and go up these stairs up to this floor um, and see like people uh, because it's been a year and I haven't been able to deliver into that specific office suite for a year and so it was like that was really comforting um and then even being able to like accompany my mom into her vaccination appointment like it was just a sign like a a clear like brighter days are ahead look at what you're able to do today um so I I appreciate that but like his message or at least the English parts that I have read like was just really comforting and he's so good at that um that like even I who am like okay words are words like I need action at this point um was comforted so that's what was going on in the Netherlands and then oh oh it's also Friday so Crown Prince Akun held uh the weekly council of state meeting and now we are going to jump to the Spanish royal family for the last day of the Andorran state visit. Today, King Felipe and Queen Letizia took part in the second and final day of their state visit to the Principality of Andorra. Um, today, they started out by visiting a Spanish-speaking or a Spanish education school and, like, all the feels, you guys, all the feels. It's been maybe in September was the last time that either of them really interacted with children, um, probably during like the education opening, like the education year opening thing that Letizia does every year. And it was just heartwarming to see how excited and especially kids from not Spain, um, how excited they were for a visit from um, a king and queen. You know, I always wonder how much kids understand about, like, uh, what a king and queen, like, are and what they're, like, what, why they're, they're important. But, like, they know because of Disney and, like, fairy tales that kings and queens are important people. Um, and I always wonder if they're, like, let down when they aren't in gala when they show up to things. Um, but like the kids knew how important they were and were just thrilled to see them. Um, especially the younger ones, the teenagers are always kind of like, yeah, okay. Hi, (laughs) like this is cool, but whatever. (laughs) Um, and so like these kids were sitting, you know, it was, it was different because they had to be in their like classroom pods. So the social distancing, between classrooms was really um interesting but they were all out like on their playground and they were just the kids king felipe queen letizia like 
every single person was having fun, except for maybe the teachers who seemed to be a little overwhelmed by crowd control um, and keeping kids, you know, together and in their pods for safety reasons. And I don't know, it's just like everyone was fun. They had Spanish flags, they had Andorian flags, like it was a good time. Um, and I always find like around kids are interacting um, in more relaxed situations like that, like King Felipe and Queen Leticia legitimately seem to enjoy their, themselves a little bit more. Um, they always see, always are doing a great job, but like they always seem to have more fun during these events. Um, and so that was just really fun to see. So that was the first event. And then next they visited the church of Santa Coloma, um, which also has a museum attached to it. And so during the trip, they were able to see both the original and the art installation replicas of 12th century frescoes that were painted at the church. Andorra is a principality that goes back extremely far in history. Um, I think the first time you it was mentioned in the history books was probably the, um, you know, 12th century. And yeah, I think that was the, the first time that it was really mentioned in history in, in my research of Andorra. That's what I saw. Um, but then those frescoes, because they're a thousand years old, um, almost, were digitally replicated. And so there's like an art installation of these digitally replicated frescoes throughout the church. And it's so cool. Um, there's video on Casa Real's YouTube where you can like watch this and it is so cool. Um, it was like mesmerizing. So that was the next event. Then they visited, so I think this was, they went to the northwest of Andorra, I think is when they did this, or the whole day was in the northwest. I'm not sure which. Um, but they were offered an official lunch by the government of Andorra. And then finally the state visit concluded with a trip to the museum of the House of Arne Plandolit, Plandolit, um, and this person was a 19th century um, noble person in Andorra um, who was a big part of their history. Um, and this house is also like one of the last remaining um, 19th century homes in the principality. So it was a really cool looking um, building. I, yeah, it was just really cool. And so that was the end. They um, went back to, they always go to like probably soccer fields. I know them as football fields uh, in American football at that. Um, because I'm an American, but like fields with tracks around them. Um, and that's where their helicopter will typically take off and land. So they aborted their helicopter and off they went back to Spain. Um, so the state visit is officially over. It was wonderful. It is no Cuba in 2019 or like really 
it was just different because of the pandemic. It was much more casual in terms of state visit. Like, I'm longing for the days where we have normal state visits again um, because they're, they're fun. And yeah, I mean, it was just a really good trip. It was really impressive um, in the way it was carried out in terms of pandemic-related things because logistically, like, that could be a nightmare, and it wasn't. It seemed really well-maintained. Um, so that was the state visit. And now we are going to briefly talk about Sweden, but we're just going to talk about it. I'm not going to do, like, a whole transition here because we'll talk about it more over the weekend. Um, but today, the Swedish royal house released a statement that Prince Carl Philip and Princess Sophia um, have welcomed a third son to their family. And so there will be um, events on Sunday to celebrate this little guy's birth. Um, so his name has not been released. It'll be announced on Sunday, more than likely, um, as well as a church service with, my guess is literally just King Carl Gustav, Queen Sylvia, and Prince Carl Philip will be there um, to celebrate the birth in the church. So that is what is going on um, in Sweden. That brings us to the end of this episode. Thanks for sticking around for my really rambly beginning. I appreciate it. Um, and I will talk to you all on Monday. Have a great weekend. Check out all the things, dailyroyal.com, Daily Royal on it, Daily Royal on Instagram. Like and review the podcast, and I will talk to you all on Monday. Have a great weekend. Bye.